We have uh, with us Régine Leroux, the founder of Reputation Matters. Now, uh, uh, Régine is a, um, does a reputation measuring and managing business. She's based in Cape Town and founded the Reputation Matters. And Re- uh, Régine is a fellow of the Institute of Directors in Southern Africa and sits in the advisory committee for the Western Cape. She's also the author of Reputation Matters, Building Blocks to Becoming the Business People Want to Do Business Of. Good evening and welcome to the show, Regine. Hi, Israel. Lovely to be chatting to you this evening. Good, good. In the first half of the show, um, we spoke about some of the legal pitfalls and some of the legal problems of, 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 of taking photographs of people and placing it online, what it does, uh, what, the legal implications and how good or how bad it is. And, um, you know, where do we draw the line? Where do we draw the line between um, the photographs we make daily, the things we say on social media? But I'd like uh, to talk to you about, you know, how it damages your reputation, how it can damage your reputation, those uh, people who you know, have reputation they care of. Others, some of us just don't care. And uh, what what can it do to you as a professional, as a layperson? And because, you know, we we can't run away from smartphones. They're part of our life, um, and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Absolutely. And, you know, I think just in terms of sometimes common sense isn't all that common, I think, as we've all all realized. Uh, When we give um, media training or reputation training, if you don't want it out there, don't do it, don't say it. (laughs) Imagine if whatever you said or did was on a massive big billboard, would you be happy with that? So it is to be very, very mindful of what you do. I mean, we do have citizen journalism these days. So we do need to be mindful of the things that we think, say, do, (laughs) that does have a massive impact. I mean, it takes the very famous words of Warren Buffett, um, 20 years to build up a reputation. He said five minutes to, to, to ruin it. But in the life of Twitter and social media, it's 20 seconds. It did, so, indeed. So it's, it's, I think as well, just something to keep in mind is you constantly have to look after your reputation from a company point of view, but also from an individual point of view. You ha- it takes time to build it. You can't all of this. I like to actually compare becoming reputation fit with, with your own health, becoming reputation fit. You can't all of a sudden expect to go and run a marathon or even a, something like a park run if you've just been on the couch <laughs> for the last 12 months. You, you're going to really do some serious damage to yourself. So you have to build that up um, so that when somebody does put something out there of you. First of all, if, if you've built up your reputation in a certain way with very specific messages, core values, and all of a sudden something goes viral which isn't aligned to those values and people know you, they are going to ask, you know, wonder and be quite certain that this is potentially false information. Or if it's not, then, um, you know, the, it can definitely have a massive, massive impact on 
on your reputation, as, as you said. The, the point we were making earlier, the point I made earlier, is that it's, um, you know, it goes to the, uh, refers to the issue that the internet never forgets. Absolutely. And, and you know, uh, the point I made is that um, I've re- re- returned to f- making phone calls as opposed to WhatsApp messages because you may delete a WhatsApp message, but you don't know where it goes to. It's stored somewhere. And we have to be careful, even those of us, you know, I'm, I'm not a special person. I don't have special connections or, you know, I'm not involved in any shady or devious business or big deals. So it, it doesn't really matter. I can do what I want on WhatsApp. But still, you want to know that what you just told your mate is not going to be repeated. Absolutely. Yeah. I, as you said, the Internet never forgets. Even if you think you've deleted it, somebody's taken that screenshot somewhere. Um, the amount of times we've been asked, please take me off Google. I, if I had a cent for every time I've been approached for that, I'd be sitting really nicely on my own private island. If I could take people off Google, that you know, that would be some other magic one which no one, I think, has found yet. Um, so it is absolutely just um, if you don't want it out there, you, you've just mentioned the WhatsApp as well. I don't know if you recall that incident a number of years back where that person on a on a flight, I think from Joburg to Durban, was WhatsApping um, a friend. Very, very racist remarks. And the person next to her basically, obviously took offense to this, so much so that they, she then, or this person then got fired. I mean, it was it was was a big big deal, and I think what what's very important to remember with these things when you share things, when things go viral, when you are on social media, it's not just you as an individual that whose reputation it impacts. It's actually everybody who you are associated with, the person that the, the company that you work for, uh, your the associations that you belong to. Everybody is impacted by that. So it's not just thinking, oh, it's, you know, it's me and my personal capacity that's impacted here. It has a massive, it has massive repercussions. I mean, you're absolutely correct. And the thing about the, the internet not forgetting, um, there is a company in Japan, I think, that can erase your profile online can erase every uh, step of you every everything that you've ever done online there is a company that can that can do that for you it's in japan have you have you come across that uh not really i know that in spain they have passed a law that you can do that but other otherwise i think in all other countries if it's out there it's out there um but again there's ways to um I know that you know earlier somebody had raised the question of something that was um, put onto onto Twitter. Obviously, I can't speak from a legal aspect, but what one can do in terms of if there is negative, I mean, some people often use social media when they feel that they're not being heard. So then they will take to Twitter, they will take to um, all the platforms. And that could then become quite negative for an organization. 
So then it is important to have some kind of a communication, a crisis strategy and a plan in place to address that the minute it happens so that it's not just a one-way um, channel of communication. But if there is something negative that's out there, it is important to make sure that there's a plan in place to also look at getting the positive messages out there to, to reiterate the positive that is being done. I know that that was one of the key things in you know, celebrating the good videos as well. I think let's, let's focus on more on the positive side of things. So it is important to look at having a reputation, a communication strategy and plan in place because having, um, just linking it back to, to being healthy, the, the healthier you are, the more unlikely it is that you're going to get ill. Or if you do get sick, you do tend to recuperate a lot faster. The same with a reputation. The stronger or healthier your reputation is, the quicker it tends to recuperate or bounce back if something negative has happened. But this partially goes to uh, answer to the question I was about to ask you, is uh, how does someone go about rebuilding their reputation after they've gone viral for bad, for bad reasons, I suppose? I think one of the key things is, is to act very, very quickly, is to handle it like any crisis situation where you need to deal with it, you know, the quicker the better, because the longer you as a company or person waits to give feedback or to respond with it, the more people are going to make up their own comments. So very often, you know, the worst thing you can say in any media interview is no comment or this is off the record type of information. And that's the same when you don't respond to a social media post, even if it is just Thank you. We acknowledge that this, you know, we will get back to you. Send us your information. Send us a DM. But it is to respond as quickly as possible with the correct facts as well, especially if it's something which um, isn't, you know, the information, especially if the information isn't correct, is to get the correct information, the key messaging out there as soon as possible. So that's why it's so important to to plan for a crisis. No one really <laughs> on this planet enjoys a crisis or have, having to deal with a crisis. And invariably they happen on a Friday afternoon or over the weekend. It's just Murphy's Law. And the, the last thing that you want is on a Sunday evening try and sort out a crisis without having a strategy, plan, messaging, what right. we're going to do in place. So just to be proactive, um, a crisis, we always say the pawpaws hit the fan with reputation management. We want right. to avoid that pawpaw getting anywhere close yeah. to the right. fan. Are there any different practices uh, for businesses versus individuals trying to rebuild or manage their reputations? But let me just, uh, just before you answer that, let me just remind uh, our listeners that, uh, you know, you're with Cape Talk and uh, we're discussing uh, the ways in which um, harmful videos or the Internet uh, memes can ha- uh, damage your reputation. And uh, if you have any ideas and if you wish to call us, uh, the lines are open. Call us at uh, 021-446-0567. Drop us a WhatsApp message at 072-567-1567. We want to hear from you. If you have any questions for Regine, 
on reputation management, especially how do you manage your reputation after it's been ruined on the internet? Please uh, drop us a line. So, Regine, let's you know come back then to the question. Um, I assume your business, you, you know, work you work with individuals and and businesses. So, are there different practices for businesses versus individuals trying to rebuild or manage their reputations? the consistency side of things so we there's, there's there's different models and formulas that one can use we do work mainly with businesses but it can also be transposed to individuals and it is about may just as an individual regardless of what your position in a company is you represent that company or even that association that you belong to and whatever you put out there is going to impact them as well. We often see, we've seen before, and I'm sure you've seen as well, people say on their Twitter accounts, I treat in my personal capacity. Now, that's the biggest <laughs> uh, load of nonsense ever because whatever you're putting out there, whether you're liking or retweeting or sharing, it's still some type of an endorsement. It's still showing that you are um, supporting it. So nothing is done in your personal capacity. You are, when you start working for a company, you embrace their values and you take on their values and by association, you then are your brand ambassador for them, like it or don't like it. It it is what it is. So it is to, to have a look at your core values, seeing what you do put out there. Um, and to make sure that your your behavior is consistently consistent because that's going to build your reputation as well. Right. Being consistently inconsistent obviously also builds the reputation, not necessarily the one you want. Uh, Regine, before I let you go, and there's there's something that that's come up here that that you know I. I'd, I'd like you to talk to us about, but in, and I won't drag uh, the discussion on because it's something that I, I think I have an interest in. You, you, your company offers a service known as a repudometer, which measures the business reputation. Is before we go into the details of how it works, the modalities, uh, is it worth doing this as an individual? I think it's very important to know. Especially if, if, you, if you are a public figure of some sort, um, as you mentioned earlier, when, when there's high, high stakes, it is important. And I think it's also important for a company to know what their employee's reputation is. But for a company specifically as well, what is their reputation? Because I think very often when people hear reputation, they think it is social media management, they think it's crisis management or fancy, quirky marketing and PR, which to a certain extent, it links to communication, but it's the whole business that impacts how that organization is seen from the way it does its business, the employees, the, the processes, the, the leader, every single component of the business impacts its reputation. So I actually am of the opinion that everybody should know what their reputation score is. Because what we've seen specifically in the communication side of things, very often it is seen as fluffy. It's not seen as if you don't go to the boardroom table with numbers, then you don't really have much of a chance to be heard. So we are empowering people to be able to speak numbers and percentages. Because if you say our reputation is 68%, we need to implement X, Y, Z is a lot more um, 
powerful than just saying, well, our gut feeling is we need to write a press release for argument's sake. So I, I definitely highly recommend that just to be able to be a lot more strategic, to know exactly what the gaps are, what is building or what specifically is damaging our reputation, and that you can be do a lot more confidently if you have the numbers in place. So do you, this, this is essentially a, a, a quantifying measure. Do you use algorithms or is it a, a sort of a painstaking statistical model that somebody draws up? We, we've, we developed it from scratch. So it's a model that we've been um, refining for the last 15 years. It is um, statistically based. It's got weightings for each of the different elements. Um, so it's statement-based questions, qualitative and quantitative questionnaires that we ask all the different stakeholders because each stakeholder has a different perception. So being able to put a perception um, percentage to the perception of each of the different stakeholders um, because your employees might be not as happy as your customers, for argument's sake, but that's going to negatively impact the overall reputation for the organization. Do you, do you keep a, uh, just, uh, this is the last question, I, I promise I won't keep you longer. Do you keep a database uh, just for your own use of, of companies' profiles? And I imagine, you know, just in my own imagination, I imagine that, I don't know, Audi has a higher reputation than, uh, I don't know, uh, Suzuki or something. Is there, you know, is there, a, is there some kind of a metric that you keep? So we don't do the industry comparison. There's other organizations that do that. So we work specifically with organizations to work specifically on their reputation with their specific stakeholders. So you can get an idea of where you are in the level land from an industry point of view. Um, As I mentioned, there's some companies that do that. But then we help them to hone in to see exactly which part of the business do you need to improve for each of your different stakeholder groups. So if, if, if you want to give me uh, personally, I better say personally because, you know, I don't want to speak for, for the, the listener. Give me personal advice. What, what, what should I do and how should I behave online? The first thing is to just take stock of what is that image, that perception that you want to create when you are out there online? What, what are those core values that you want to, to send out? That's perfect. Um, That's perfect, Regine. Thank you so very much for spending time with us this evening. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Eshma, for the opportunity. Of one. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Abis malacharin.